Welcome to the Created for This Birth podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Lewis. I'm a holistic mama to a four-year-old, currently pregnant with my second, a childbirth educator, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. I'm here to equip you to birth without second-guessing your choices, empower you to trust your God-given abilities, and encourage you to choose faith and strength over fear and coercion. Each episode, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and more. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready for a class, check out createdforthisbirth.com. Now let's dive in. So I am currently, at the time of recording this, 29 weeks pregnant with our second. And in between, which is not a lot, (laughs) being a mom and a wife and taking care of the house full time and doing this podcast and my birth education business. Um, I'm starting to prepare as much as I can. I'm gonna have to turn off my brain somehow (laughs) for this baby, um, this next baby to be born. And one of the things that I looked up today was the notes of the birth story of the experience that I had had with my firstborn. And so I thought now would be a great time to share that with you guys, which I've never, I don't know if I've ever like fully shared the entire bits that I can remember, but as I sat here and read through it, it really, I could still picture like the moments that I mentioned in it and it was just really encouraging and really exciting. So I am going to a little like nerve-wracking though like it's is very personal experience and very peaceful and beautiful um but just knowing that I'm sharing it with people I don't even know (laughs) it just feels a little bit vulnerable and um but it's really truly a big reason why I got into this education part of childbirth and I'm here doing this podcast is because I want to break the stigma of fear and pain and medicated birth experiences. And I want to bring back the peaceful, beautiful um, experience that, you know, I, I believe that we were created to have and our bodies were created to give birth and to have babies. And um, so I feel like sharing this story with you is sharing a piece of me and a big piece of why I'm doing this to begin with. So get comfy and I guess listen in if you would like to hear more. Okay, so starting on Wednesday, um, I was at my appointment with my midwife. I did get checked. I actually went to the appointment and decided, no, I'm not going to get checked. And I went to lunch with my doula, Kelly, who was there with me for that appointment. And as we sat and ate, I'm like, no, I really kind of want to know what's going on. Not that it means anything because, I mean, you can sit effaced or dilated for weeks at a time. Um, But I decided I texted my midwife and I'm like, hey, can I come back and have you check me, see if I'm dilated at all? Um, So we did that. Granted, this was four years ago. So um, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do any checks this time with this baby. I don't I don't think I probably will. Um, 
but I did with Cade. And so that was Wednesday. On Friday, I lost my mucus plug. And then Saturday, I had my bloody show. And so I knew that things were really starting to progress. Um, But like that can still happen and it can still take days. <laughs> so I tried not to get too excited. Um, my husband and I spent that day Saturday running errands. Um, I have a note in here that we had an argument, <laughs> but we did still enjoy each other's company. I remember we went and we ate at Panda Express and we were at Academy and I was either hot and faint or too tired and I was just super sore. Like I can still even picture in my head, like standing in Academy, like I am just... I'm so hot and I'm so faint. And um, looking back, I was actually like that on Friday too. I went to the dentist <laughs> to get a cleaning in before my son came. And um, I was like, I had to keep sitting up. They had to get like a portable fan to lay on me because laying back, it was just, I was miserable. I was so uncomfortably pregnant by then. Um, Saturday night, I slept horrible. And so I was super tired on Sunday my parents had already come into town, so we just kind of hung out and relaxed. The F1 race was starting, um, and so I finally decided to try to take a nap, and that's when my rushes and contractions started. So around 4.30, I started to have more consistent rushes, and um, I thought I better time them just to be sure because I noticed they're kind of coming in waves. And I know about dinner time, my husband started making tacos and I was not hungry. I had a shake instead. Um, I was keeping my doula up to date on what was happening. And even though they weren't like exactly timed as we're instructed, and that's why like I try when I talk about timing your contractions to um, like keep it flexible because you're not always going to be five minutes apart for one minute in length. Um, but my doula Kelly, she said, call the midwife, let her know what's going on. So they called me back super quick. I explained what I was experiencing. I was tired. I had rushes coming and going. Um, this says every three to 10 minutes for three to six minutes in length, but that doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if I believe myself there. <laughs> Um, I do know that they did vary from three to 10 minutes, that's for sure. But the length I'm not so sure on. But um, the midwife, she wasn't really sure if I was really in labor. So she said, do what you can, see if they'll stop, take a shower, sit on a fitness ball, lay down, have your shake and check back in in an hour or so. So I took a shower. Like I said, I had my shake. I sat on the fitness ball and I laid down and um, I still even remember like being in the shower and having a contraction. And so I did everything that she said and they did not stop. And so, um, that means if you, if you're doing what you can and they're not stopping, that means that it's probably active labor. So she said, come on in. Um, I was going to take her a little bit to get there, but it was time. So we all started gathering our last minute things. Tyler and I took, um, our final pictures together and I had my final photos of being pregnant. I was 38 weeks in one day and then we were off to the birth center. We let our family know and um, on our way <laughs> we stopped and we got gum from the gas station because 
one of the things that I had read was that you don't want, um, like the last thing you want to smell is bad breath when you're in labor. So I was like, we've got to stop and get gum. Not that like anyone has bad breath, but I was just like, I don't want to, I just want to make sure we have it. Um, so when we arrived, um, my two, my midwife and the apprentice at the time were there getting ready for us. They were getting the birth room ready and for us to have our baby boy. So we arrived there a little after 7.30. I decided to get checked again um, before my husband unloaded the van with our stuff just in case like it wasn't real. <laughs> I guess like I just needed that verification. Um, well, it wasn't. And to my midwife's surprise, I was seven centimeters and 100% of face. And she told us she couldn't believe it because on the phone and even then when we got there, like I was talking through the rushes, I seemed happy and I was normal and in good spirits. And she was like, most people don't act like that when they're at seven centimeters. <laughs> so Tyler texted my parents and his parents to let them know, like, we're going to be leaving there without a baby, which is like, oh, that moment was like so surreal. So once he got everything in the birth center, um, my doula arrived. And after that, things really seemed to escalate pretty quickly. Um, I labored on the bed, lying down for a little bit so I could try to rest in between while the contractions and the rushes weren't quite too painful. Um, after a little bit, though, I had to pee. So I went to the bathroom. Um, peeing in labor is very important. So just make sure you know that. Um, and once that happened, things really started taking off. And um, I remember I labored on the fitness ball, on my hands and knees, sitting over the toilet, like backwards. That position is phenomenal for labor. Um, but I kept struggling because my arms and legs would start to tingle and they wanted to like give out on me. So I could barely walk myself to the bathroom sometimes. And that was incredibly frustrating because as soon as I found a comfortable way to labor, I had to change positions. And um, yeah, that and I'm really hoping that that's not the case with this next baby because it really did make laboring more uncomfortable and more difficult because I just felt like I couldn't even like support my own body in a sense. It was just bizarre. So I think about an hour later, I was like, please check me again. Um, and I was eight centimeters. And so that was the last time I had my dilation checked. I eventually made it to the burstal that they had. They had a rope hanging off the wall. So I went there and then I went back to the floor and onto the fitness ball and back to the toilet. So I was moving around so much, which is really great for labor um, and progression. But I also was just doing it because I couldn't feel my arms and my legs. I'd like get comfortable and then <laughs> they'd shut down. So I'm not really sure how long I spent in any position, but it felt like I was playing musical chairs in a sense. Um, I do remember at one point hanging off of the rope and just feeling exhausted and like I couldn't go on. And I remembered seeing that there was a homeopathic pellet for that specific moment where you just feel like you cannot press on. So I asked my doula to get that, but um, all through the labor, I was taking Arnica and drinking water sips with it. And um, man, my team was just phenomenal. <laughs> my doula, she was giving me other homeopathic pellets. She was rubbing oils on my feet and my belly and my back. And she was giving counter pressure and 
my midwives and Tyler, I feel like they were just all running around doing their absolute best. And they were so 1,010% focused on me and my baby. And it just felt, um, gosh, like the most supportive thing that I've ever had and an experience that I've ever had. Um, one of the things that did catch me off guard in labor was that I did throw up and I am not someone that ever throws up for any reason. Like if I get a stomach bug, I'm just incredibly nauseous the whole time. Um, but I threw up because that's just one of the things that can happen when you're in transition, which is either eight to 10 centimeters. Um, so I threw up one time and I felt really bad for my husband. I tried to tell him like, you can leave the room. Uh, so my doula did, I could tell that she kind of like was reading, you know, (laughs) he doesn't handle that well. And, um, I did feel like it was time to start pushing, but I think I was a little early on that. It might've just been, um, just that like reflex starting to kick in. And so, um, I do remember being sitting backwards on the toilet and (laughs) my husband was like, Hey, guess what? The Ravens beat the Patriots. And, that kind of made me laugh a little bit. And, um, I was happy to hear that because I, I'd been looking forward to watching that game for weeks because it was actually going to be televised as the Sunday night game. Um, but instead we were at the birth center having a baby, which is way better for sure. Much rather would be welcoming my son into the world. But anyway, after this point, I was just so ready for Cade to be here. I was starting to push and push and it felt like forever. Um, I wasn't really tuning into my body as much. Like I was following the contractions and pushing. Um, but I didn't feel like I was waiting for like the reflex to kick, kick in as much. Um, it just felt like forever and I was just ready for him to be out. Like I just remember hanging, like leaning on the end of the bed and being like, I cannot do this for four more hours. So he has got to come soon. (laughs) Like I, there's just no way. Um, but man, my husband was so attentive and he was so tender. And so I was holding onto him a lot. I was holding onto my doula. Um, I would squeeze his hands and hug him and hold onto him and hang off of his lap. And, um, I was about to throw up again. And so I was literally like facing him on the floor and he was sitting on the bed, like hanging off of him. And I was like thinking, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to throw up and I'm sitting in front of facing my husband and he does not handle throw up well and I don't want to puke on him. So I quickly was like, I need the trash can. And man, he jumped up so fast and brought that can right to me. Um, I probably would have laughed if I hadn't immediately thrown up. (laughs) So, um, I can't remember if it was before or after that point, but there was a time where I was on all fours resting and my midwife placed her hands on me and started praying for me and the apprentice and my doula and my husband, they just all had their hands on me and they were praying with me and for me. And I can't remember what she prayed for, but I do know that it really just encouraged me to press on. And my doula started speaking positively to me, reminding me that, you know, I was made to do this and I was doing it. And she even spoke scripture over on me, over me. And, um, man, just thinking back on that, I still, I can still picture it and remember it where I was in the room. And it just really makes my heart swell. Uh, I was so blessed to have that 
in my labor and birth experience. And like, that's really where if you listen to one of my other episodes, like that personalized care and support really is something true and real that happens um, when you are in the environment that you want to be in, that you've created and prayed for. Um, It really was everything that I'd asked for. It was a little bit more difficult than I thought, but you really don't know what to expect um, until you're in it. So all through this, uh, the apprentice, she was checking Kate's heartbeat to be sure he was doing well. Um, they said that he was excited as we got closer and closer and they monitored my blood pressure. And, um, she, my midwife did look to see if it seemed like he was progressing down the canal and things were working. I was doing something. Our bodies were working together. Um, so I was really relieved to hear that. And so a little bit after that, my water finally broke. And I honestly thought as I pushed that push that it was his head coming out. So I was like really excited until I felt the water splash all over the rug and all over my feet. Um, I was super excited, but I was kind of like disappointed, like, oh my goodness, I thought that that was going to be him and I still have to keep working, but it did mean that he was next to come. So it was, it was go time. So, um, they flipped me off the ball to hang off of Tyler and I looked at his head for a really quick second in the mirror. And then I was like, no, 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 I don't want to look anymore. Um, I don't know if it like made me nauseous, but I just remember being like, I don't want to look at that. (laughs) I don't want to see Um, so they told me that there was a possibility that he was getting kind of stuck behind my pubic bone. And so, um, I remember like every time I felt like a rush was going to come, we'd all get ready and I'd push and my husband would whisper in my ear, like push, push, come on, you can do this or something like that. And it was just so tender and it was exactly what I needed. Um, Mm, it just warmed my heart. So I hadn't realized it, but, um, my other midwife showed up, she was working a shift in the ER and I didn't even know that she had shown up. Um, we had repositioned me with a pubic bone, possibly being a, like a door. (laughs) I was keeping him in. Um, we decided to reposition me again and, um, I turned around and I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, you're here. I'm so glad. And she was like, oh, you didn't recognize me, my voice. And I was like, no, I was so in the zone. Um, But apparently she was the one telling me like, lower your voice because sometimes I get a little bit high pitched in my voicing. Um, And I knew like in my studies to prepare for that birth that I needed to keep my voice low and I did well, but sometimes I got like so in the moment that, um, I don't know, I forgot, or it's just hard. Like you really have to consciously think like, keep your voice, your growl, like you're growling or you're mooing um, really low. When you go high pitched, it tenses everything in your body. So um, I was kind of like not concerned, but like interested to see like if it would really bother me making sounds in labor because it feels just so like out of the ordinary prior to labor. Um, but I didn't really even have any second thought to making like weird sounds. Um, cause I was so in the zone. I was, you know, my eyes closed. I was focused on breathing and pushing and moaning and trying to get this baby out of me. Um, there was a point where I was like, okay, 
I I could acknowledge and realize like, okay, I'm a little high pitched right now. And so I try to go back, but it was just very natural just to make like lower or really any kind of sound. (laughs) Um, So we repositioned me into um, kind of like, um, what is that muscle? It's a, not a runner's lunge, but a, I can't think of it right now. I just lost my, I can picture it, but I can't imagine what the right word is. Anyway, we repositioned me. Once we moved me into that position, I think I pushed twice and his head came out. (laughs) So they're like, okay, yeah, his head's out. And I decided I was pushing him out the rest of the way. So I didn't even wait, I don't think, for my body to push for me. I just pushed. And the midwife was like, uh, uh." (laughs) she didn't say like that, but she said the other midwife's name. Um, because I guess she looked away for a second and she knew that the baby was coming out. So she grabbed him up and his shoulders came out and the rest of him. And so Tyler told me later that he looked away for the birth. Um, But a picture did show that he was there. He had his hands on my back like he wasn't standing away. He just didn't want to see all the um, fluids that come with a birth. So I remember laying on the floor. I was looking at Cade. They were wiping him off with our bath towel. He was crying and everything was great. Um, I tried to lift him up, but the cord was attached, so I couldn't like lift him high enough. I think I like forgot like, oh yeah, he's still attached. Um, So I was laying on the floor and he was in my arms and Tyler was beside me. And I just remember looking at both of them with so much love and just that like accomplished feeling of... I did it. He's here. Like what just happened, (laughs) but we're through it. And, um, then eventually, you know, I birthed the placenta and moved onto the bed and we started skin to skin and Tyler did skin to skin. And, um, overall it was a very intense experience. It was difficult, uncomfortable. Um, but man, it was beautiful. It was really the birth that I had wanted. And I'm just so grateful for the way that it did go because I know that it doesn't always go that way. But I also know that um, the body was made to birth. And so when it's left undisturbed, like it was for my birth, it knows what to do. Your baby knows what to do. And I was just so proud of me and Kate and my entire team. And Um, I treasure that experience so much. I still have relationships with them to a degree, my whole team. And um, the apprentice at the time of Cade's birth, that's my firstborn, um, he, or not he, she, the apprentice is now running her own midwifery practice. And so she is going to be my midwife. She is my midwife for the second baby when they decide to make their debut and for all the appointments leading up to that. And so um, just having that connection and knowing like she was there, she caught my first and um, man, what a gift. God just continues to amaze me. And I appreciate the fact that I could just feel him through my whole labor and the team that he provided and the support and the love and even into postpartum. I had a really rough postpartum. Um, I'll have to do another episode on that, I think. And um, man, I'm just so grateful for the experience that I had. And I just want more women and more mamas to be able to have that experience and 
that's why I'm here. So I hope that this encourages you. I hope that um, it provides value or empowerment or just blesses you to know um, or to hear what a birth out of hospital can be like. And um, yeah, I'm here to support you however I can. Reach out to me on social media or on my website and let me know what questions you have. If you have anything you want me to cover on an episode, shoot me an email. I'll put the email in the show notes. And if you're looking for more support, be sure to check out the resources that I offer at createdforthisbirth.com. I host webinars and workshops. I have free downloads for you, and I'm here to support you the best that I can. And if you're ready, I do offer online live courses from time to time. So be sure to check that out at createdforthisbirth.com.